Welcome to the Spring Forth Podcast, a ministry of the First Congregational Church of McGregor, Iowa. This recording has been made for June 14th, the second Sunday in the Pentecost season. Let us pray. Keep, O God, your household, the church, in your steadfast faith and love, that through your grace we may proclaim your truth with boldness and minister your justice with compassion. For the sake of our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Make a joyful noise to God, all the earth. Worship God with gladness. Come into God's presence with singing. Know that the Sovereign is God, and that God has made us. And we are God's. We are God's people, and the sheep of God's pasture. Enter God's gates with thanksgiving, and God's courts with praise. Give thanks to God. Bless God's name. For God is good. 
God's steadfast love endures forever, and God's faithfulness to all generations. gospel for this morning comes to us from Matthew 9, verses 35 through chapter 10, verse 8. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like a sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits, to cast them out, and to cure every disease and every sickness. And these are the names of the twelve apostles. First Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew, James son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions, Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, Proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without payment, give without payment. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of the Holy Gospel. Amen. Jesus' ministry was one of going out and engaging the communities. He didn't have a conventional church the way that we understand it, a building. The ministry of Jesus Christ was one of community engagement. He went into the neighboring towns and villages. He looked upon the individuals and had compassion on them. He saw that they were broken down, beaten down by the system, by the power structures, passed over by the authorities of the church. And he met them in their infirmities. He met them in their needs, in the complexities of life, and he ministered to them. This passage from Matthew, he is now passing that authority on to his disciples, giving them a test run. He gives them authority over all diseases, illnesses, and demons unclean spirits. And he tells them to go into the surrounding community, to go to the lost sheep, those individuals who had been forgotten, forgotten by the people of God. Jesus says, you go and you proclaim, the kingdom of God has come near. And I have given you authority. 
Now, we hear this and we say, well, yeah, that's that's probably what gave them the encouragement is because he gave them this, this skill. He gave them gifts. He empowered them. And as a result, they had a different conceit of themselves. Maybe so. Maybe so. Matthew doesn't tell us if he laid hands on them or if he just spoke to them in such a way to where they believed that they indeed were those people. That he gave them the confidence, that he inspired them with his words. They said, well, we will go to those communities. We will lay hands on those individuals. and We will cast out those demons in your name. And we will proclaim the reality of God's favor because you told us that we had the ability to do these things. We didn't believe it beforehand, but you have convinced us. You have called us from different walks of life. We're not the same individual. Some of us are related, but no two of us are alike. But if you say that we can do these things, if you say that we have the ability to go and to talk to strangers and to bring them back to the understanding that God loves and cares for them, we will go. We will go because you have given us the enthusiasm and the encouragement and the understanding that we are those people. That part of the mission of the church has not changed. That is still the work of the church. And unfortunately, the contemporary church has grown soft. We're so concerned about self-preservation. We must preserve, first of all, our buildings. We must preserve our congregation. We must preserve our ideologies, our traditions, our history. Even if our history is really sorry, we still want to preserve it because it's our history. And then we're very careful about who we invite in. We're even very careful about who we invite to serve within that congregation. Because if you get the wrong minister, if you get the wrong minister who, who has an evangelical zeal and a bug in them, and they go out there and they start going to the neighboring towns and villages, they could bring just any old who in your congregation. Ruin all your good looks. But that is exactly where we find ourselves in this morning's gospel. That Jesus sort of calls us to a level of accountability. He's like, are you still indoors? Are you still doing church inside? Behind locked doors? All tucked into your pews? Are you still doing ministry that way? Have you not read my gospel? My gospels, I, I go outside. I go outside not to get away from the people of God. I go outside because that's where you find them. That's where the harvest is plentiful. That's where community is to be found. And that's why Jesus, in looking at the faces of his 12 disciples, that he knew that if given the right encouragement, they could be those people. that they would see and not look upon lepers as untouchables, but look upon lepers as individuals who are equally worthy to receive the realm of God as anyone else.
So he turned their minds away from rejection to acceptance. He turned their minds away from hardness to compassion. He demonstrated to them that their part in community was not to look upon who they could leave out, but just how many were actually included. And in doing so, they fashioned an entirely new world. That is still the call of the church this very day. We may not feel it because it seems like a lot of aggravation, a lot of inconvenience. Why do I have to go take care of those people? They need to take care of themselves. It's not my job to feed them. It's not my job to give them shelter. It's not my job to write checks and pay their bills. They need to be more responsible. There's been a hardness that has worked its way into our churches. A self-reliance. Some might even call it a Protestant work ethic. But this notion that we have endeared because we've applied ourselves, right? Nose to grindstone type theology. And as a result, anyone else who doesn't fit that bill is not worthy to receive God's grace. Jesus sees different. He says, no, there are sick, there are infirmed, there are people who are dead in their minds. They need to be raised. Those of us who have the good pleasure of being electrified by Jesus have an obligation to go and to share that good news with those who for whatever means have not been able to receive it. It's been obscured. It's been denied them. It's tricky work. It's noble work. And it requires that it be done in an understanding community where everyone sort of agrees that, yes, this is what we should be doing. Because if we collectively say, oh, I don't want to do that, that's easier to sell amongst individuals who are already inclined to want to stay home. And not for pandemic reasons, but to stay home because that harvest out there that Jesus calls us to is one that frightens us. It contains people with very different ideas, very different looks, very different ways of behaving. And we don't want to interact with all that difference. But Jesus tells his disciples, you have received without payment. Give without payment. What I have given you, this authority, this new understanding. You couldn't buy it if you wanted to. I give it to you because I call you friends, but it's not yours to keep. You must take this new awareness and you must go into the world and engage the people, engage the powers. See that justice is done. See that individuals are fed, empowered, loved. This is the work of the church, and this will be the work of our church, whether we still are operating remotely due to the pandemic, or whether we are back in our space. The work of the church has always been one of being able to coalesce around the gospel message with Jesus right at the center, and to lean in, to really listen to what he is saying.
to examine how he lived. And then to ask ourselves, is that being done in my community? Is that being done in my faith community? Is that being done in my residential community? Is that being done in my society? And if so, am I being called to do that? Is that what Jesus is saying? Has Jesus given me power over ill thoughts? Over dead notions? Could it be that we are the laborers that Jesus has been awaiting? I'll leave that for you to answer. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, when you see us harassed and helpless, you have compassion for us. You know our need for a good shepherd, one who leads us to places of still waters, brings us through the valley of the shadow of death. Our anxiety grows during these long days of the pandemic. Our questions about how to move forward in hope multiply as cries for justice go too long unheard. We feel harassed and helpless. We need your care and intervention, your mercy and direction. Show us, Good Shepherd, where to go from here. Clear the path of green pastures to safe spaces where we can freely breathe. Heal the sick, the heart sick, the home sick, the long sick, the soul sick. Bring close those pushed to the margins, the laborer not paid a living wage, the ones hurting without access to health care, the lonely who yearn to be included. Cure every illness that consumes us and keeps us from abundant life, diseases of body, mind, and spirit, COVID-19, and all-consuming greed, addictions, and the abuse of power, violence, and an ever-growing opportunity gap. Send us, Savior of creation, into the world to be your laborers, bringing in and sharing God's abundant grace-filled harvest. Make us justice-bearers, evil-crushers, life-givers, healers, and helpers. Move us with your compassion that we do not turn away from the suffering of others, but instead walk towards it in your power, trusting that the Spirit will bring endurance, character, and hope that does not disappoint. Embrace us, loving God. Draw us so close to you that we are pulled into genuine community with each other. Break down barriers between us. Build up trust among us. Give us the words to speak and the ears to hear your truth that will set us all free. Do not let us remain harassed and helpless, but gather us into the lost and lonely so that we on earth 
as in heaven, you are one united, beloved household, all of us valued, cherished, nurtured, and able to live without fear. We make our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. With what shall I come before the Lord, and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before the Lord with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams and ten thousand rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn from my transgression, the fruit of my body, for the sin of my soul? God has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. As a sign of our desire to do as God requires, let us give to God our tithes and offerings. Please remember the church with your gifts. Online giving is available. Please visit the website fccmcgregor.org for more details. And now go out into the world in peace. Have courage. Hold fast to what is good. Return no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint of heart. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all people. Love and serve the Lord your God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the power of the Holy Spirit be with you now and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.